Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. And, of course, our all of our programming here on Trumpet Radio is available in podcast form, wherever you like to get your podcasts. We know that Jesus Christ set us a perfect example, and as Christians, we are to live as Christ lived. And look at what he did and what he told us to do and the example that he set, and we are to follow that. In Philippians 2 and verse 5, we are instructed to let Christ's mind be in us. And so, in other words, we have to think and act and live like Christ did. And, of course, this requires God's Spirit to give us um, that power to do that, and we have to submit to that direction. But what did Christ do, specifically when it came to the Passover? What did Christ do? A lot of people don't keep the Passover. They think that Passover is for the Jews, but Jesus Christ kept it, and he also showed that it needs to be kept, and eventually everybody will keep it. And first, we know that he kept the Passover. That's pretty clear. Don't think that that's uh, confusing for people. Of course, he did keep it. But not only did he keep it, but he actually instituted new symbols for the Passover. And we see some of this in Matthew 26. We have a few passages today, so if you have a Bible handy, it would be good to get it out. We can look at these scriptures together. Matthew 26 verse 19, it says, And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, they made ready the Passover. He told them to get ready for this Passover, and they did so. Verses 26 through 29 in Matthew 26, it says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and he blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples. And he said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and he gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink you all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So Christ kept the Passover here, and and we see him instituting these new symbols. We have a correspondence course lesson that talks about this, uh, several actually, in this particular one that we're uh, quoting from today is Lesson 27. It talks about all the holy days, and but it does give insight into uh, Passover as well and the Days of Unleavened Bread. And it says this, and it's a free course, and you can get it at thetrumpet.com. It's the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. It says, Jesus did not abolish the Passover, On the contrary, he spent some of his last hours on earth as a man teaching his disciples how to observe the Passover properly with the new symbols. Instead of annually shedding the blood of a lamb and eating its roasted body, and that's, of course, what they did in the Old Testament, it says we are now to use unleavened bread and wine. So Christ, of course, he did not abolish the Passover. He he gave new symbols. He taught how it should be kept moving forward. And how silly would it be for him to give all that instruction and then 
do away with it. Why would he give that instruction unless it was to be kept? And of course it is to be kept and kept the way that Christ instructed. The New Testament Passover is to be kept as an annual memorial of Christ's death. Notice this in 1 Corinthians 11, and we'll look at verse 26. 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 26. Paul here giving this instruction, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, he's talking about the Passover, you do show the Lord's death till he come. See, it's a memorial. It's an annual memorial. Christ didn't do this all of the time or whenever you know, he, he felt like it. It was on the Passover, and the same is true today. And why these symbols? Well, the correspondence course notes, eating the broken bread symbolizes our faith in the body of Christ, broken open for our physical healing. Jesus Christ allowed his body to be ripped open in dozens of places by scourging until he could not even be recognized. So that was, it's a horrible thing that he endured, and you know that's not something that we like to dwell on. But we do need to think about it and realize the penalty for sin, for physical sin in, in the case of his body being broken. He wasn't even recognizable. It says he suffered this torture so we, through faith in his broken body for us, may have the forgiveness of our physical sins, the healing of our bodies when we are sick. And we can see this in 1 Peter 2 and verse 24. 1 Peter 2 and verse 24, talking about this sacrifice of Christ. Of course, he was beaten physically and scourged, and then he, he did shed his blood as well. But in verse 24 here of 1 Peter 2, it says, Who his own self, talking about Jesus Christ, bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. In other words, we should change, we should repent, and not sin anymore, but live unto righteousness. It says, by whose stripes you were healed. Being healed. Sickness, disease, injury, anything like that. It's a result of physical sin, breaking physical laws. And that should be pretty clear to us. You know, we know that typically speaking, we could say, jump off the ground and then land and we'd be okay. (laughs) But if we jump from a 100-foot building and hit the ground is going to kill us or break our legs or it's going to be painful. We know that. There's just physical laws there. There's physical laws that govern God's physical creation and govern our health. So if we you know, are unwise in what we do, uh, there's going to be some problems there if there's physical sin. So disease and sickness and injury... All of it's a result of physical sin. That's breaking physical laws. Christ, as we read here, was scourged, paying the price in our stead so that we can be forgiven of physical sin and healed. And then, as Christ would often say when he'd heal people, he'd say, go and sin no more. <laughs> you know, don't do it anymore. Change. And that's, that's um, what we need to do when we discover that there's something not right in our lives. Change it and then go forward and don't do it again. And then, you know, God wants to forgive us and and heal us. And again, it doesn't mean we live forever physically. That's not God's goal for us. But it does provide, this healing does provide a way for us to continue in this physical life and develop God's character for the amount of time that we're allotted. 
And of course, in all of it, we should strive to keep God's health laws. When we see something's not right, we should change it. So we don't want to take Christ's sacrifice lightly. You know, we don't want to have a wrong attitude and say, well, Christ, you know, paid the penalty, so I'll just go on sinning and then ask for forgiveness. Well, thankfully, we can ask for forgiveness, but we need to really repent and change and not want to, you know, commit those sins again, but strive to obey God's laws. And the Bible clearly gives that instruction, and Jesus Christ did as well when he was on this earth. So the broken unleavened bread in the Passover service, it's a reminder to us that it is by his stripes that we are healed, in addition to the forgiveness of our spiritual sins through his shed blood. And that's why Christ had those symbols, the bread and the wine. It's important that we understand that. That was something new that he instituted, and he taught the disciples so that they would have understanding and they'd know how to conduct it going forward. The correspondence course says, as Christ himself commanded, true Christians today observe the Passover on the eve of the day of his suffering and death. And again, it's the Passover or these symbols aren't to be taken, you know, just any time somebody feels like it, it's, it's on the specific Passover uh, date. And that's what Christ did. He set us the example in it. He did it on the Passover. So he did this, and he set us an example, and we need to be following that example. Paul taught the New Testament church to keep the Passover as Christ showed us. So even after Christ died, was sacrificed, was resurrected, here you find the New Testament church still keeping the Passover, still keeping all of the holy days. That hasn't changed. Christ's death didn't change anything there. The, the Passover is still to be kept, except with the new symbols now, as Christ showed us. 1 Corinthians 5, verses 7 through 8, notice this. This is Paul instructing God's church after Christ has already been, you know, of course, crucified and then resurrected. He says, this is 1 Corinthians 5, verses 7 through 8. He says, Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. You know, Christ is sacrificed. He was our, our Passover sacrifice, and we're to keep the Passover as a memorial. And then, of course, we go forward to keep the days of unleavened bread and and work to have sin removed from our lives and repent and to change and to grow. And Paul was teaching the church that. Further, 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. Paul says, For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you. So he learned it, and now he's teaching the brethren. He says that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And verse 25, after the same manner, also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do you, as oft as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Now, he doesn't mean there you can do it whenever you want or as many times as you want in the year. It just means when you do this on the Passover, make sure that we remember Christ's sacrifice. 
In verse 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup on that annual Passover, you do show the Lord's death till he come. And so this instruction to keep the Passover the way that Christ instructed was given there to the New Testament church, and it's still in effect today. The correspondence course says that Jesus, the church, Jesus built, kept the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. They didn't keep Easter. See, this time of year, a lot of people start thinking about Easter, but Christ didn't keep Easter, and he didn't tell anybody to. And the church that he established didn't keep it either. They kept the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's what Christ did. And if you look in Acts 12 and verse 4, in the King James Version, you'll see the word Easter there. But that's a mistranslation from the Greek. The word is Pascha, P-A-S-C-H-A. And that should be rendered Passover. All modern translations have it that way. So again, but people have false ideas. They, they thought, well, no, we'd rather make that word mean Easter, but it doesn't. It means Passover. We are to keep the Passover. Jesus Christ never kept Easter. He never talked about it. But he kept the Passover, and he gave very specific instruction about the Passover. And set us an example. And then we see here Paul, like we just read in 1 Corinthians 11, he says, well, I received of the Lord. I, I received this information, and now I'm delivering it on to you. I'm teaching you. And we're to do the same thing Jesus Christ did. Notice Luke 22. We'll look at another passage here in Luke 22 regarding this. And we'll look at verses 15 through 16. Luke 22, 15 through 16. And he said unto them, and this is Christ speaking at the Passover, with desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So Jesus commanded his disciples, this again, this is coming from the correspondence course, this quote, Jesus commanded his disciples to keep the Passover in remembrance of him. And of course, Paul gave that instruction as well. We just read that. But that they should keep the Passover in remembrance of him until he returns and institutes the Passover to be kept by all of mankind. The apostles did keep it, and today, God's true church still keeps the Passover. There's a lot of different ideas when it comes to Christianity, and sometimes I think people can get kind of weighed down by different ideas and different thoughts, and you know, kind of look around and say, well, who, who's right and who's doing the right thing? Well, what, what did Christ do, and what did he instruct? He instructed that the Passover be kept. That's what he instructed, and he showed how to do it. Then further down in history, we see the Apostle Paul did the same thing. He kept it just like Jesus Christ did, and he instructed the brethren how to keep it also. And eventually, all of mankind will keep the Passover. They have to, to accept Christ's sacrifice and and uh, go through that process of growing and changing and developing the character of God and ultimately obtaining salvation in the kingdom of God, being born again into the kingdom of God. And the Passover is a major part of that. It's the beginning of that plan and what Christ went through. 
there's a lot of depth in the Passover service, and yet there's a lot of people that don't keep it, and then some that do that don't really understand it. And we have to understand what the Passover service is all about, what the symbols mean, why Christ established that, and then what are we to do about it today? Well, like Paul showed, we have to do the same thing. He said, I received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you. And that was in 1 Corinthians 11. And it's the same today. God's truth is the same, where we have to keep this Passover. And we have to do it the right way, the way that Christ did. If you'd like to understand more about that, again, we have this correspondence course lesson that you can look at. But there's uh, several lessons on the topics. It's a free course, and we encourage you to sign up for the entire course. We also have a free booklet that talks about the holy days of God. It's called Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which that was written by Herbert W. Armstrong. And that's free, and it's at thetrumpet.com as well. And it shows what days are to be kept. You know, modern Christianity in this world has a lot of different days they talk about and that they get very excited about, but they're not in the Bible. And when you find them in the Bible, if they're there, they're being condemned because they're pagan. And God's days are the ones that were kept by Jesus Christ. And he kept the Passover and told us to do the same and then moved into the days of unleavened bread as well. Lots of wonderful instruction there, deep meaning in it, and more to learn about God's plan every year through this Holy Day plan. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live by Every Word. If you'd like more information on today's topic, again, Correspondence Course, please sign up for that, and Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which all free at thetrumpet.com. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.